Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Monday, November 21, 2022. It is Thanksgiving week here in the United States of America. <laughs> Other countries have different Thanksgiving days, but we're this is our week to do that. And we're very much looking forward to it. It'll be a short week with the program because we'll have, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll line it up in just a minute, but we'll be doing the show through Wednesday. I'll leave a, a short message on Thursday that will encourage you. Uh, very short, uh, just to kind of touch base with everybody. Wish you happy Thanksgiving, so that'll be Thursday. Uh, but it's going to be a great week. Let me tell you about the this week, the special guest. Of course, we have uh, Robin Bullock on. He's in the wings. We're about to bring him on just a few minutes. And uh, it's going to be really good. If you, Be sure and text your friends. Make sure that they're watching. Robin will be talking about things related to the election and whatever else we get into. But he's got some very specific observations and prophetic um, things related to the, the election that we just went through. So you are not going to want to miss that today. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial, as they used to say. So now then tomorrow we have two shows, and both of them involve Johnny Enlow. So his first show uh on in tuesday which is normally a monday uh it's johnny and the unfiltered and then in the afternoon we're bringing johnny back and he and i together will be bringing on derek johnson uh, you saw him he's a military guy he's been telling you about the laws and orders and executive orders and things that uh, trump accomplished and where he is absolutely 100 percent still in charge of the military uh, and he proved it over and over. We're going to get into more of that. A lot of people went through the election day, or the, pr the primaries, and then they became discouraged without realizing that Trump was was secretly, openly giving comms. He was giving cl clues, codes to be decoded to his people. So he just seemed to be delivering a just soft-spoken speech. What he was doing was delivering some really potent uh, messages. So... Um, Derek Johnson is going to go and decode that for us and show us what was going on. So that's tomorrow. It's going to be a really, really banner day. And then Cat Kerr on Wednesday. So uh, do not miss any of that. So, all right. Well, we'll be right back. So every three days now, we're digging in a brand new freshwater well that looks just like the one you just saw there. Uh, these are amazing. By December 31st, we will be at 77 wells. And each one of the wells serves hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, the eight church plants that we know of have come out of that. And well over a thousand people got saved. We don't count. We're not trying to count at all. But maybe when we get it updated uh, on the church plants, we'll let you know. So, But that's you. You're the one that's doing that. We appreciate that. All right. For American Warriors today... Let's talk about that. What that this episode is going to be. Dan McMahon was an Army helicopter pilot in Vietnam, flying one of the biggest targets, the CH-47 Chinook helicopter. Enemy fire was only one of the killers. The other dangers were weather and flying conditions at night. Dan learned a lot about himself during these often terrifying encounters. This is a little bit of his story. I flew the uh, A model Chinook in Vietnam. That was my primary airframe. It was like a big adventure. I had no idea what was coming. Uh, and trust me, young man, it was not an adventure. I know my job inside and out. I'll be fine. Learned a lot about how to be miserable 12 hours in a cockpit with 
all of the paraphernalia that you're required to, to wear, the flight suit, the chicken plates, front and back. Anyway, you're sitting in that seat and you're in your own mess. Your bowels are loose. You're sweating everywhere. They just drive you, it's just agony. One of the most terrifying moments by far was I uh, was shot down. Had a bulldozer underneath me and we took a bunch of hits. I dropped the bulldozer and I'm trying to land a helicopter that's disabled and I couldn't see. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So yeah, that uh, premieres today on both YouTube, here are the channels, you, on, on Rumble channel, it's American Warriors 22, on the YouTube channels, on the YouTube, it's American Warriors 22. Don't miss those. These are amazing stories. My brother, Warren Schultz, and myself produced these for you, and uh, we hope you'll appreciate the stories on our servicemen. All right, it's time to bring in Robin Bullock. So I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So here's Robin. Well, welcome, Robin, my friend. How are you today? Oh, brother. Shalom, shalom. Oh, so good to see you. I'll tell, tell the people now, we're going to hear your sound just perfectly, but the video portion, for some reason, between you guys and us guys, it's messed up in the line. So sometimes you're clear and sometimes you're not, but your audio is going to be great. So okay. that's the main thing. So Yeah, I, I can't tell it down here. Yeah, uh, I know. Everything looks clear to me here. Yeah. So. I think your camera is showing you a great clear picture, and then it's between your camera, and then by the time it gets to us, something's going on. But, you know, I think we get more warfare with you uh, coming from you as than any of and I just think because the, the level of anointing is so strong when you're talking, the enemy doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, I don't like him either. <laughs> so, you know, I don't like him at all. Well, Robin, <laughs> let me just talk for a minute. We talked off the air, so where we'll jump off with this is, uh, you said, and uh, I hope you'll repeat everything you can remember that you just told me, but you said none of the election results surprised you at all. Jump off from that. What do you mean? How, why didn't it surprise you? Well, you know, back when, uh, if everyone uh, will remember, you know, back when they, uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yeah. I had said for a month or two, I kept telling the people because the Lord told me, said they've traded it for gun control. That's mm. what they've done. And so everybody, you know, I'd try to say it, and I'd try to say it, and I would say it. You but did say I, it, but you know, I didn't people, realize. And it was a good thing. That yeah, you it was, did say that, Robin. You did yeah. say it, but I didn't, I'd forgotten what the trade was for. Uh, yeah. But I, I probably didn't, when you prophesied that, because you did on this show, you yes. said they traded, but I didn't think that meant we weren't going to get the midterms i must have thought it meant something else but yeah and what they did was they traded it for uh red flag laws uh you know where they can red flag you for any reason they deem that you're that you you're you know you should be red flagged you raise a red flag and they can take your guns forbid uh or forbid you to have one they can you know, it never was about gun control. See, that that's what that was about. The devil's not interested in controlling an inanimate object. He wants to control people. And it's not about guns or ammo. It's about controlling people and determining who can have guns and ammo. He don't want to do away with it. He just wants it to be in the hands of those he wants it in. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I told the Republicans in a warning on the air. I said, the Lord says you better not trade this. 
you better not trade this because the Lord was going to give us that anyway. Don't trade it for that. And so sure enough, on the day that it happened, and it came out in big letters this big, uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. What a lot of people didn't see was right down here it said, uh, Democrats were given red flag laws. It was passed that On same the, day. The same day. Yeah, it was traded. It was a backroom trade. Well, the Lord began to tell me that these midterms were a backroom deal. And he told me coming up, he said, they're going to trade it. And uh, the deal was already made that uh, the Democrats would, you know, uh, keep, would have control of the Senate. And the Republicans would gain the House or something like that. And it was traded. And you saw it was. Well, it happened, didn't And it happened on a narrow margin because it had to look real. See, people kept saying this. They, they would say to me, they would say, um, um, they would never dare try this again. They would never dare try to take an election again, to steal it again. They'd never try this. I said, there's one thing you have to remember. They don't have to try anything. The fix is in the machine. They don't have to try anything. All they have to do is just feed paper through it, and it's going to do it itself. Until you fix that, you will you'll never fix it. So they're looking for them to try to do something when they already have done the something. Well, so so that's a, a misconception of things. And then, you know, you say, well, uh, they wouldn't dare, dare try and steal it. Well, number one, they don't have to try. Number two, they have to steal it. They can't win. So they have to do it. And so there was deals made in the back room. And you saw how everything came down to the wire on one while the other went overwhelmingly on the other side. I mean, can you see that? Yeah, yeah. What I, what I think what I'm stuck here, what I'm sitting here think, thinking is you're objectively telling this is what they did, this is how they did it, this is how they had to do it. And I'm sitting here thinking that is highly criminal. People spend millions of dollars to run for office and yeah. they decide in advance which one of them would win and which one of them would lose. Am I saying that about oh, right? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Was so, it, it was selected. It, it's all traded. And, and the reason being, Steve, is because there has to be a, there's not a balance of power. There has to be a balance of an illusion of power. See, things like this have gone to the point. This is why they hate Trump so bad. This is why they hate him, because he, he disrupts their illusional, uh, their illusion. They can't, they can't do sleight of hand with him standing there. Right. Because, see, he is an actor. He, he, he was, he's used to reality shows. That's why he could recognize fake news, fake this, fake that. He knows what it is. And he's not a politician, so he don't have any better sense but to tell the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so he just speaks the truth. Well, and it, the man never did anything he said he wouldn't do. I mean, everything he said he would do, he did. Yeah. So you can't fault him for that. And then he held up the Bible and said, we'll just go by this. We'll just go by this. Well, that made everybody mad. And so on and on it, it went. Everything, you know, on and on it went. Well, so illusion, 
Can somebody tell me who, how, how the balance of power, I don't know the numbers, but how did it work out in the election? Maybe your folks can tell me right quick. Well, we don't want to be operating on, on presumption, you know. Of, of well, are you talking about, I mean, the, the, the Republicans have the Senate House. and the House, yeah, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, the, the Republican has the, got the House, but, yeah. not, but by, it was supposed to be by 20-some seats, and now it's just by a few seats, uh-huh. and, the, and, the, and the Democrats got the Senate, you know. Trust. By how much, I wonder? The Senate was only a couple of votes, a couple of seats. You yeah. know, it was just a really slim margin. I don't, I don't know really. the thing. Really close. Yeah, yeah. It was touch and go for a while. Yeah. But see, here's the thing you people have to remember. If it's if it was really like that, how come that Republican governor won on such a big margin in Georgia? And yet and yet you've got a runoff for the Senate because everybody that voted for the Republican governor seems to have voted for a Democrat senator. Yeah, so you're saying, and we talked about this just before we came on the air, Kemp in Georgia won, uh, the Republican won 53% to 45%, and there's a couple of tents in there, 53 to 45 That's an overwhelming, overwhelming. victory yeah. by that many percentage points, and suddenly the people that voted for the Republican governor decided not to vote for Republican Senate, it, it's not logical, yeah, right? That don't even make sense. Yeah, It's because the fix was in. And notice it's always the same counties. It's always the same counties. It's always the same. There was only like six counties the last time that did all that. And it's always the same ones. And so, uh, but see what it is, is politics is highly evolved. It's uh, Politics is highly evolved to backroom card games. And so they, they already know what they're going to do. But an illusion of power is what the people are dealing with. See, if you, ha- you have to keep a balance somewhere so that all the conservatives can say is, uh, well, we voted, we fought for you, we fought for you, we fought for you. We didn't get it, but bless God, we tried. But the whole time they knew they were going to lose it. And then and, just to say this squarely, Robin, are you saying that if we were to join them in a back room, they knew the whole election scheme, who would win and who would, who would oh, not they, win? Or- yeah, they knew. that They had the fix in. They, they figured it out. But now, you know, now, now here is the thing. But it's, it's beginning to be exposed now. And, but see, you can't put a machine in jail. It didn't do anything. And so if it changes internally, it changes. And nobody can say anything. So they don't have to try. You know, on the positive side of this, it would be like God, uh, people saying, well, I, God's going to heal me. God, God is going to do this. He's going to do this. God don't have to do anything. God has already done everything. Everything it takes to get your healing, everything it takes to get your prosperity, everything it takes when Jesus died. Uh-oh. We dropped off. I assume that's everybody. Uh, yeah, we okay, lost folks. Right now. We lost uh, Robin. Hopefully he'll find that out. Oh, dear. Uh, and uh, when, when we bring Robin back, I'm going to ask him because he did say off the air before we came on that he was pretty encouraged because everything is suddenly shifting and going in the right direction. And he hasn't hit that part yet. So when he, when we get him back, um, I'm going to ask him that. 
uh sorry about that folks you know it's um it's frustrating when we get going and we're all excited and then you can't you know sometimes we've gone out and uh back multiple times crazy stuff so well okay so um and i had asked robin off the air if he follows the comms that, that trump was going to make and that's not where he focuses his attention he focuses on what what the lord has shown him so um we i like to hit this from multiple areas that's why we have prophets and patriots uh because when when we do the preacher section which is tomorrow afternoon four four o'clock pacific if i didn't say that it's four o'clock pacific so on the there positive is, side there he is. Oh, okay. on the, so on the positive side if you look at you know the lord people say the Lord's going to get this for me. He's going to give me my healing. He's going to no, he's already done everything it takes to get your healing. Jesus died on the cross, went into hell, paid the price, rose again by his stripes. You were healed. Everything it takes, he's already done. So you have to, the fix is in. You have to appropriate it by faith. Well, on the negative side, it's the way politics tries to do. It's already, they don't have to do it. It's already done. And we saw that in 2020. It was done. So after that, nothing has changed. Nobody's changed a machine. Nobody's done anything. So how did they think it was going to turn out? Yeah. It, the fix is in. Yeah. So so the deal was traded. Now, traded what for this time? I'm not sure. But it would be interesting to see who still re, uh, holds their seats. What did you mean uh, when we were <laughs> about to come on the air? You said to me, Something like I, I don't remember. I didn't. I don't have your exact quote, but that you're encouraged because everything is suddenly starting to go in the right direction. Or what did you say? And well, now, what did I'm, you mean by now, that? Now I'm speaking on the prophetic side. Okay. Well, I've been speaking on the prophetic side. Yeah. The political yeah. realm is where the prophetic side and the natural side meet. That's where they. That's where they collide almost every time, because a modern day believer that has the Holy Ghost living in them. The spirit of God in them, born again by the blood of Jesus, is the prophet of their own life. That's the You're the prophet of your own life. What you say is where what you release out of your mouth coming out of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. And you're born again, recreated human spirit is what's going to direct your path. You are the prophet of your own life. So in this modern time, a mantle of a prophet is what I'm talking about. A mantle of a prophet is meets in that realm than in the political realm that governs the affairs of men. Most of the time when a, when a mantle of a prophet now collides with a believer, a modern believer right here in the, this side of the cross, it's if something's about to terribly go wrong in their life or they're about to make some decision that the Lord is trying to head them off like Agabus and Paul. Mm. He told Paul, you know, a prophet told Paul, said, if you go there, whoever, he took his sash and tied his mm. hands, right. said, whoever owns this, when you go to Jerusalem, they're going to bind you. And Paul had a choice. He could have turned or went on. And the spirit of God gave him his choice. So in this modern world, the mantles of prophets speak in that realm, the political realm, and they know it. Now, you have to remember something, Steve. This is a mystery people may not, a lot of people may not ever get or hear. And in the mantle of a prophet, a prophet does not just 
uh, as people would say, predict. A prophet don't predict anything. A prophet hears the word of the Lord and proclaims it. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But he's not just telling the future. That's not just what goes with the mantle. But a prophet will bring a word from the Lord for the people to start saying. Oh, wow. Okay. The prophet would come by and bring a word from the Lord and say, now say this. Start talking about this. Start saying this is coming. This is coming. And so all of the body should join together and start saying it. Saying it. Well, on the dark side, in the political realm, they have prophets. But they're paid Jezebel prophets. We could call them Jezebelian prophets. They, they, you know, I, I guess I, I said jackalous people. I can say Jezebelian people. Yeah, totally. That'll work. I'll take that. (laughs) So, so the uh, Jezebel people, or the Jezebelous people, are on that side. They pay newscasters. Uh, people in the political realm to come on, say the same thing, same thing, same thing, same things. They're telling the people what to say. And the people start saying it, saying it, and it orders the events. Mm. And that's Mm. what that's about. That's probably more or less why, you know, you hear people say, well, Satanist, and I don't know this to be a fact, but they say Satanist uh, usually have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Yeah, that's and a, the that's reason, a weird thing, but it's like, is well, that the Satanist or is it just the whole, um, cult, yeah. the Luciferian, there's, what's the other word? The Illuminati, is that a specific specific I, club that has to do it that way? If, if if they do this on purpose, it would be to get you to say it. Oh, really? So you say it, say it. Everybody starts saying it. Everybody starts saying it. And see, all they have to do is appear. Remember, there was a a news broadcast not long ago. Well, I think it was last year, and I say not long ago, where they caught all the newscasters saying the same thing, and they put it together, and they were verbatim on every channel. These are Jezebelian prophets. They are saying, and the people start saying, well, you know this is going to happen, don't you? How do you know? Well, all the news is saying it, and they just start talking it. And they believe this is authority. And so a real prophet comes along and says, say this, say this. This is who's coming back into office. Say that. And and the body of Christ, they're in a prophetic war between the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the Lord. Mm. And so I remember, uh, uh, you may remember this a long time ago when Donald Trump uh, when that happened in 2020, I stood up with my staff. Yeah. And the Lord said, hit the stage and call him back. You remember that? I don't know if well, you remember Well, no, that, I mean, I'm I not sure I do remember that, but wow. Oh, yeah. And um, a lot of people will remember that. Well, I mean, and we, so, that was the time we had the whole staff and everybody was getting their own staffs, I think. Maybe that's, maybe I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and I had that staff that I held out over the Red Sea that's there. That's right, that's right. And I hit the stage and called him back. And then later, I think Cat hit the stage and called him that's back. That's right. And people started doing that. Yeah. Well, see, that was a prophetic word brought to the body to start saying. And so anyway, 
as time went, um, I, we posted a prophecy on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, that if they had it now, you could show it. It was just about a week ago. Um, well, maybe longer than that now. But where I had said, and one of us, you and I are on the prophecy. Okay. It's about the Netanyahu prophecy. If okay, they could yeah, find yeah, that. Yeah, Paul, uh, Michael is saying we don't have it. Uh, if one of your staff wants to give us a link or anything, put it, they can put the link right in there. At the yeah, we'll send it. We'll send it now to you. Uh, oh, and, Paul, uh, Paul says he's got it, so uh, we're going to pull that up as soon as you guys are ready. Just put it in the chat, and I'll tell. So they'll yeah. work on that. So anyway, you and I are even in that one where I was yeah. talking to you on this program, and I started saying, I said uh, under the. Uh, unction of the Holy Ghost, I said, there's a prophet being desired in Israel again, Netanyahu. And then I said, and then another date, I looked at you and I said, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Netanyahu don't just walk back in office. And then then it went to another date getting closer. And I said, now Netanyahu, I call you to come on back. Come on back into office. Come back now into office. And then the date went up to the 23rd of uh, October, I guess. And it went up there. And at Church International, all of a sudden the music hit big. And I said, um, I said, the Lord is about to reveal who the rightful leader of Israel is again. And then after that, suddenly out of the blue, man, that nobody expected here came Netanyahu back in office. Crazy, crazy, but, but, you know, not crazy. (laughs) No, because it called him back. Well, on that, on the fourth, I think, is when I said, come on back. I stopped it right there. But the next part of that called Trump back also. But it told Trump a, a specific thing. It said, began your walk back. Didn't say just come back now. I said, begin your walk back toward your seat. That suggests a campaign. They're saying, and okay, so they're, they're saying it's ready. So oh, uh, we'll show it. That'd be okay, great. Let's go ahead and go for it. The real stirring happening in Israel right now. Um, I saw that this morning. The Lord quickened that to me. And there's a real stirring happening there. Um, a prophet. Prophet there is being desired again. Um, Netanyahu. So it's time. It's time. I call Netanyahu. I send a prophetic word. Go back in office. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Netanyahu don't walk back in office soon. Mm. Now that just would not surprise me. Show them who leads Israel and who still has a voice, who still has the voice that's speaking from an undisclosed place. For Israel is not going down. Israel is going up and over, says the Lord. For this is not going to happen what the enemies of Israel think is going to happen. And when they win, they will win so big that the world will see it and not ignore it.
We're following breaking news in the Middle East as well. Benjamin Netanyahu will become prime minister of Israel once again. Israel's current prime minister conceded to Netanyahu after the country's fifth national election in four years. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That guy doesn't seem to age at all, by the way. No, I don't. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of like you, Steve. He never gets any older. <laughs> and so, so here, see, here is the thing. Did you notice also in that word it said, and when they win, they will win so big that the world can't ignore it. That's well, I didn't know any of that, man. I couldn't have known all that but by the Holy Ghost. So, good. so he started calling him back all the way in 2021. Well, if you could see that next part on that 419 that I gave when I called him on back, said, come on back. It said, Trump, you begin your walk back now. You start your walk back toward your seat. That's a campaign. Netanyahu just walked in, but it told Trump to start his walk. And so he did. And if you'll notice that on Truth Social, he posted he posted that ad about himself as a lion. And oh, the lion. Right. He did. And the yes, time the time, Steve, of the lion. And he and the wording in there said and the jackals will face the lions. And he just kept going and kept going and kept going. Well, and then he announced he's going to run. He started his walk. Now, so you see how prophecy, that's why uh, this time is a great time because these prophecies happened. They happened. And also now you hear rumors there was a prophecy when the Lord told me, he said, the eagle will land so that the bear can hibernate. And so I don't know what that meant other oh, yeah. than. Yeah, I don't know uh, what that means. The bear is. that what I took it as Russia. Yeah, that's what that's what you think of. Well, yeah. The only other exception is that California's right. mascot is the bear. But I noticed now they're starting to say Russia may be withdrawing and pulling back. Okay. And going back to hibernate, see. I don't know. We're going to see how that works out. But this is an exciting time. And it's not a time for the body of Christ to get all bent out of shape about the midterms. The midterms, you know, the midterms was no surprise. The Lord said they traded it. He said this would happen. He said that would happen. But all at once, Netanyahu upset the apple cart. So he turned the whole thing over. They can't deal with him. They don't know what to do with him. And so now they don't know what to do with Trump. And we don't know what Putin's liable to do next. And so they don't know what to do with these guys. And so they're in a full-blown panic. He and Trump are so much the same. Uh, we, when we yeah. were, we got a ride. We, when we were in the uh, <clears throat> Holy Land, we were in, they picked us up at Capernaum to take us to our helicopter ride. And the guy that was driving it, we were talking about Netanyahu, was still in at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think he was in or about to be in, but they said, the guy, the driver said, well, I don't like him, but frankly, I think we need him. And so uh, that's very Trumpian. That's a Trumpian thing to say. Sure. And some people don't like him. Now, I, my, myself, I love him. Oh, yeah, I do him. too, man. I love Netanyahu. Well, and I Trump too. I, mean, I love saying, Trump, oh, man. Trump oh. is my, I love him. You He's know, a hero, man. He totally, yeah. totally is. So you're so, saying, Robin, you're encouraged. Oh, yeah. You said things are starting to 
shift. What are you seeing either prophetically or with your natural eye that's starting to move? Because you were starting to say that offline and, and then that it was time to start. So I didn't get. Well, I really believe that what this whole thing has been about is trying to set up a one world government. Right. Now, I, I know people say that's a big, well, you know, Ferrari and all these people would not be saying the things they're saying. Right. If that was not true. Exactly. Now, they just would. We wouldn't have senators like Rand Paul standing up coming against it if he didn't believe it was true. Well, you wouldn't have newscasters talking. A few of them, one of them I know in particular, talking about you. That's not you can't do this. It's, you know, you see it shaping up. And remember, these guys are not going to talk about something, Steve, that they hadn't already got in place. So okay. you know, you know, and then lately, all at once, they they have this new summit meeting at at Sinai, Mount Sinai. Yeah. And they're all at the Red Sea Resort there by the Red Sea. And they're writing 10 new commandments and they're there repenting for global warming. And they're putting all of this in place while Harari's talking about this. And, and Klaus Schwab is talking about a one world regime and all of this is happening. And people would think that's an accident. They really think there was time to push it into being, except suddenly Netanyahu shows back up on the scene. Love it. Oh, perfect timing. And then here's Trump starting his walk. And all of this is going on. Well, see, here's what I think, Steve. Now, I'm talking about the spiritual side of it where the real power lies. Right. The real power is in the spirit. And both sides know it. That's why they try to get you. But the real power is released in prophetic utterances. And so they have to get you talking a narrative to order the path. That's why newscasters, that's why the Je Jezebelian prophets are constantly, constantly. <clears throat> well, you know, um, but Elijah had a showdown with them at some point. Now, every generation has had an opportunity, and I, I don't, I can't prove this, but I believe, and I, I heard this years ago, and I don't disagree with it now. Every generation has had an opportunity to bring the king back. Everyone, but notice every generation, Satan tried to push in the Antichrist and the beast regime in every generation, starting with Nimrod. He would raise up a world leader and try a demon-possessed leader and try to take over the world to bring in his kingdom. Right. Okay, then you, you could fast forward in time. You could find Nero tried to do the same thing. You could get Hitler. Hitler tried to do the same thing. You could come on, you could just keep coming on up. There's Paul said there's many antichrists in, in the world. In other words, there's a line of them that Satan keeps trying to push in, push in. He wants to bring about the tribulation before the time. But in every generation, there were prophets that did battle with that spirit. Everyone. And even in the time of, of the great tribulation, there are two prophets 
that withstand the Antichrist and his whole armies. And he can't, they, the Antichrist can't overcome them, just can't. I mean, they're that powerful. What yeah. they're, it says if they try to, they release fire out of their mouth that just consumes the people. I mean, think about that, Steve. They come out and say, we're not going to let you prophesy. And they go, and just burn them to the ground, man. I mean, you know, just like Elijah. <clears throat> Fire comes down, leaves a burnt spot. Well, okay. Now we see. Now here is where it's unique. Every other time they've, the enemies raised up one leader and tried to take over the world to bring it in. This is the first time in history he's created the regime, the government first before he reveals who his leader is. This is the first time he's tried to set up the one world coalition first, then bring in the, the leader. And all of a sudden, prophets are on the scene talking, giving the people words to say so that we can be the victorious church and say, this is what Paul was talking about when he said, he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. Then that wicked one, the man of sin will be revealed. He said, this is who is resisting. It's talking about us. The victorious church is the church who kept the regime of the beast out of the earth on their watch. Oh, that's good. On their watch. That's why when, we, when the Lord comes and it says until he takes that resistance out of the way, he said, then it can be revealed. But if the resistors lay down their sword, and quit resisting, he will come in on top of them and set up regime. So if, if Netanyahu came back in, and he did, he came back in on a prophetic road, Steve, paved by the words of prophets. If Trump has started his walk back, he's got this far to where he's announced his running again by words of prophets. If he makes it back, to that place, it's going to be on a prophetic road back to that wow. place. Wow. And so you're saying this is not just politics happening and along the way some 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 prophets come along and maybe they'll try and declare a word. You're saying this is a much more intentional oh, battle. God. The prophets yeah. are, are declaring uh, and decreeing, and this is causing this. Yes, that's exactly right. You there tell you. me what other reason that he could possibly be doing this again. Why couldn't that show up again? Yeah. Why would Russia? You know, here's something about Russia people seem to forget. It's Russia. Do you know how highly ranked they are in military might in the world? No. Man, listen, they're like number two or three. I mean, you're talking about one of the largest, most powerful militaries in the world as far as power. Steve, if they wanted to just take Ukraine, they would have took him. They would have took it last Tuesday at nine o'clock if they decided to. I mean, you're not talking about somebody who couldn't go in in one day and just obliterate everything. There's more going on than people are seeing. 
help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And so this thing, this thing is a, it, they're trying to set up a regime because setting up leaders in the past and then them trying to overtake the world has never worked. But if you can get the world in place, then the right, the right leader they want can just stand in the middle of it. And the world's already submitted. And we are the ones in this moment in time to be the victorious church that says, not on our watch, not on our yeah. watch, it will happen. That's See, it's, it's not just automatically going to keep him out. It's if you actively resist. You actively yeah, speak. And Robin, I mean, we've talked about this probably almost every time we talk because we get into the, the fact of, of the responsibility of the, of the ecclesia, or however you say ecclesia, yes, yes. Uh, that, that God, you know, the earth he gave to the sons of man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get that strong, strong, strong connection that we've got to do it. A prophet of the friend of mine, Russ, Walden was a couple of years ago received a word that that after this election failed, uh, the first one in 2020, the 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 Church of Jesus, Jesus people, a uh, 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 how did he say, a movement of prayer, what what you're just describing oh. really there is uh, would be so profound that it would set the enemy back a hundred years. That was his prophetic word, and I think yeah. we're watching it unfold. Yeah. Yeah, see, if if the see America is really unique, and I, I I know everybody knows that, and other nations know that, and uh, it's it's unique, it's exceptional, it's it's um, all of this, and the reason being is because it's built on this. All of our declaration, all of our constitution, everything is built right inside these pages right here between these covers. And and you can find it, you know, everything in the Great Declaration was preached a hundred years maybe or more before it was ever written. Everything in it was preached out of the Word. So you're, it was based on that. But now watch this. America is built as a nation and a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. So in America... If you start proclaiming, you are the prophet of your own life. If the saints in this nation keep talking, the government already wrote in our in our constitutions that your voice counts. So as you start declaring into, into these elections, it has to turn. That's good. It has to turn because you are prophetically speaking to a nation, and you were given the right by the republic government this nation is a republic. It's not a democracy. Right. And and have you noticed that Democrats constantly yell, democracy, democracy, democracy. Mm-hmm. It's a threat to democracy. Well, I got news for all of them. It wasn't founded as a democracy. A, a straight democracy is a straight debacle. It's absolutely it leads to anarchy. Really? People say, well, how? People say, well, how? Well, let me let me see if I can shed some light on sure, this. Yeah. From the wisdom of the Lord here. A democracy is straight majority rule. It's majority rule. 
If, if seven, in other words, if it's a straight democracy and everybody woke up tomorrow and 70% of the people said murder was now legal, there was nothing you could do about it because it's a straight democracy and 70% would have said it's legal now. If they woke up and said stealing is legal, you, you couldn't do anything about it if the majority voted on it. <clears throat> but it's not a democracy. It's a democratic republic, which means it's based on law. What law? Unchanging law. And the, the Declaration of Independence declares this. <clears throat> it says, um, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men were created equal, endowed with certain uh, you know, unalienable rights by their creator. But it goes on down to say, uh, by nature and nature's God, it starts talking about things like that. And what it's saying, they're telling you is, since it was written out of here, they're saying it's built, the Republic is built on the unchanging laws of this. Wow. Murder is wrong. Thou shalt do no murder. You don't get to vote on that. You don't get to vote on that. That's an unchanging law. Uh, and even nature tells you that, that you get to protect your territories. You're territorial, just like nature, mm -hmm. just like the animals in nature. It tells you that homosexuality is wrong because that's not in nature. It tells you that all uh, tyranny is wrong because that's not in nature. And nature's God set forth the rules about not stealing, not murdering, not destroying, not coveting, not doing. You don't get to vote on those things. The only thing you get to vote on, and this is uh, what makes it a democratic republic, is you get to vote on how wide the sidewalks can be in your town. You get to vote on how, how imports and exports of goods can happen. You get to vote on those things. But when it comes to unchangeable laws, the republic is built on that unchangeable truth of nature and nature's God. So you can't change that. And so they keep, so America is not a democracy. It's a republic. I mean, yeah, the whole pledge of allegiance to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Under God, God, indivisible, yeah. liberty and justice for all. And so you're, you're dealing, I know people say, well, under God wasn't in it in the beginning. Yeah, and that's why they added it. So you know <laughs> where it came from. And so, so you, if you go back and look at statements by the founding fathers, you'll find out that they said this. They said a democracy is a disaster. They said, we don't want a democracy. It said democracy leads to anarchy. Every, I mean, they all talked about how awful a democracy is. Mm -hmm. So they founded a republic. And notice the Democrat Party keeps calling it a democracy. They, yeah, they very do. seldom ever say republic. Very mm -hmm. seldom, because if you do that, you have to acknowledge the unchangeable laws of nature's God. So... Uh, that's the difference. So I hope that helps somebody. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and people, I know people say, well, brother Robin, you, you didn't get all the points, right? Shh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but you can fill in the blank. Well, and the bottom line is in a Republic, it's representative and it's not majority rules. It's each state has their representatives and equal numbers in the Senate. And then and it's based on laws. Yeah. Based on laws. Not 
not men. It's not built on men. It's based on laws, and it's set up for the people, of the people, and by the people. Which- How would you um, tell people, okay, Trump has started his walk back. We've yeah. established that both you and I love Trump. We want, yes, I, oh, want yeah. him, I want him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there are, uh, I'm just going to throw this out because you and I have not talked about this. There are rumors all over the Patriot channels that militaries are moving to protect the peoples. Have you, has God shown you anything about the might of the military to protect during this time? No, no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, he hadn't shown me anything yeah. is what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to tell somebody else they haven't right. heard something, but here, here is what I did see the other day. Okay. And, and let me say this before I say that, Steve. Okay. You remember a long time ago, I told you, I said, the only way I know to describe it, I said, I saw Biden. I saw two leather rings. Do you remember me telling yeah, you that? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's or two thing, leather. Yeah. And I said, Biden was in one. And I knew the other was Trump's, but he wasn't in it. And And so I saw in this vision, my staff, it was my Eagle staff I was carrying then. I'm carrying my lion staff now because it's the time of the lion. And so, but my Eagle staff went over and I saw it in this, this night dream vision, whatever it was, went over and slid down in that ring where Trump's was supposed to be. And the Lord said, the prophets will hold his place until he gets there. I remember that word. Uh, yeah. Are you claiming that he is the prophet in the same sense of Netanyahu is a prophet? Is that what well, you're saying? No, well, I don't mean that, but I'm, you know, that's pretty observant, man. You could be very right. And so um, I know Giuliani is a prophet. He may not know it, but he is. And so, but I remember when the Lord told me, he said, the eagle will land. And I, I knew what it meant. He'll land. And he said, the time of the lion will begin. Well, it was settled. Something was settled in Window Rock, Arizona, at the the nation tribal nations gathering. Right. Something was settled there. I carried my eagle staff until that. I even had the Navajo seal put on my staff because you know they're my family and covenant. Yeah. And uh, so, so there that night, I knew the Lord said the eagle has landed now. And so. When was that, uh, Robin? What do you know, a date or something? Or when, yeah, when that was August fifth and sixth of this year. This is when you're at Window Rock, Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay. No yeah, motivation. and people that yeah, and people that saw some of that video may have seen that that people started posting when my guitar started playing by itself. Yeah, it did. All that <laughs> happened. Yeah. Well, uh, that's when the eagle landed. Now I believe it had something to do with the tribal nations. Well, they are the host people after all there. They were here and there's an authority they have in the nation. So did, you know, but you weren't addressing it. Were you addressing Trump or anything by name at that time or uh, not, a, not out there. I don't know that I was, I was te- teaching on covenant. Okay. And, uh, but what happened was, and I know the few minutes we've got left, I'll try to say it as fast as I can. No, you're there. you got time. Go but, for it. But here is the thing that, that, you know, I remember when all of this first started, <clears throat> the Lord uses me 
And I thank God that he does differently than other people. I mean, because I don't know how to be anybody else but me. And so, and he, he uses me in, in ways that I don't understand sometimes until it's over. Yeah. And then I look back at it and uh, I kind of like that. That way I don't mess it up along the way. You know, if I, if I know every detail, but I, I will operate on it. And so anyway, I was invited by this precious couple. They contacted our office way back when all this started, said, would you come to Billings, Montana, uh, and minister to the Crow nation? So I was impressed strong to go to the Crow Nation because you have to remember, you know, Native American people, the Native people are my people. They're just, you know, and so um, I went out there with uh, Robin and Krista and I, and we ministered to the, um, I was supposed to minister to the elders that morning and uh, and then uh, speak at their Esther banquet that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, right out of the right off the reservation at a convention center thing in a hotel. Well, we got out there and I'm thinking, now Lord, what am I going to say to the crow? You know, because they're very prophetic. And I thought, what am I going to say to them? And the Lord woke me up around daylight that next morning. He said, Now translate this verse in Hebrew, and I'll tell you. So I did, and and it was in Genesis and uh I think it was around 11 when uh, Genesis 11, when Noah, the boat landed, the ark landed on right. Mount Arat. Right. And Noah went to the raven and took the raven and opened the window and sent the raven out. Well, the raven went to and fro in the earth and kept going to and fro until the waters abated. And so the Lord told me, and then later he released the dove, you know, and it came back and released it again, came back with an olive branch, but the raven flew to and fro. Well, the Lord told me, he said, now tell them this, when I got ready to put the chaotic world back together, the first thing I did was go to the crow. Oh, wow. I went to the crow and he said, I'm ready to start putting this. I'm going to put all this back together. He said, so I'm ready now to put it back together. This was right after it happened. He said, so I sent you to the crow. And he said, <clears throat> the crow are the prophet's friend. Gee. See, when Elijah was running from, from Jezebel, think about this. Yeah. The crow, it was the crow that fed him. It was the crow that showed up to feed him. And so the crow are the prophet's friend. And the crow works hand in hand with the dove, the Holy Spirit. When I told them that, Steve, they came alive. I mean, buddy, they got it. They understood it because they're so prophetic anyway. And, you know, you're staring there into the eyes of prophets. And, I mean, they're so prophetic. The Lord had told me the night before or maybe the night before that to write down these names to call in the meeting. And the people that came up for the altar call was the people I had written down their names. I never called them. And, you know, it's kind of like when Bob Jones said, you know, uh, he said, if you need me, I'll call you. And so you, you know, and and (laughs) instead of, if you need me, call me, he says, if you need me, I'll call call you. Yeah. And so, so they're very prophetic. The crow is seers. 
they're seers. The dove, I mean, the crow went to and fro. Well, we left there. And then the Choctaw down in Mississippi asked us to come. So we go to the Choctaw. The Choctaw are a, are a powerful, blessed people. They're just, they're amazing. And so they're very prophetic. Native people are. You they know. pretty much all are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And and so the Choctaw, they, they were keepers of the land there in Philadelphia, Mississippi. So we go there, and I don't know exactly what I'm there for, just to minister to the Choctaw. Well, when I get there, without me knowing it, Steve, the people took me out on the steps of the venue and said, you see that building right over there? They said, that's the jail where they kept, they took those boys in the Mississippi burning thing. Oh, man. Said, that's where they arrested them, put them in that jail and took them out that night and murdered them. He said, you see that street right there? They said, to your left? Or they told me this, said, and I'm not going to say he or she because I don't need to tell who it was. They said, see that street? Said, that's where Martin Luther King marched down the street. So I'm looking at the street where he came. I'm looking at the jail where they they did that murder to those boys, those young men. And before, and there was another prophet, a very well-known prophet, called me on the bus. You know, I travel on a bus because I, I take a band with me. Yeah. <clears throat> and so he called me on the bus and said, he don't know what I'm doing now. He said, you're there to close portals, portals of voter fraud. Really? Well, he didn't know what I, where I was in that place. But those boys, the reason they arrested them and killed them is they were registering people to vote. Oh, wow. Oh, man. You can't make that up, can you? Oh, no, and it was in 1964. And that's when the portal opened on the nation to, to tamper with the voting process in this nation. That's when the demonic came in and started it. And so the Lord says, you must go there and close that. So we went there and I didn't tell a soul what I was about to do. And the Choctaw came up to me and said, we open the land to you. In other words, they gave me permission to close that portal that was over their <laughs> land. That's so powerful. And and see, it's the native people who carry that authority yeah. over the nation. So he's, they said, we open this up to you. And the city official came out and welcomed us to the city and didn't even know why they were doing it. So we had civil permission and the spiritual permission. So we closed the portal. The Lord said, the last night you're here, close it and get on your bus and get out. So we closed it. We did some spiritual things that we needed to. We got on the bus. We left before anybody knew it because the place was eerie, brother. It how, was how do you mean? Do you, do you mean like uh, you were, are you uh, trying? Uh, were you trying to avoid a, uh, a, a retaliation in the spirit? What? What was? I it? guess. Okay. I don't, I don't, I've learned not to ask. Okay, just if the Lord it. says go, just go. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. 
so um you know it was like that you got we got to learn to be like that little boy i I told my my oldest daughter this story years and years ago she was just a little girl there was a man in the jungles with his family and he had taught his son to obey and his his son was standing in front of this tree and his daddy smiled at him just looked at it and said now son when I tell you to, I don't want you to ask me any questions. Just fall down on the ground and roll that direction and then get up and run as fast as you can. And the little boy never argued, never said, why, Dad, why? He just said, are you ready now? And the little boy fell down, rolled away, jumped up and ran off. And when he got up, he looked and there was a, a huge snake almost to his head where he was standing. Had he have stopped and complained and asked why, he might not be here. So uh, we have to learn to listen to the Holy Ghost. He says, get on that bus and go. Then bless God, get on that bus and go. So you could feel how it had upheaved everything there. So we're, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's heavy. It's eerie feeling in the air. So we left. They contacted me about a week later, maybe days, I don't know, and said the person who did all of that, and they said it was a it was a Baptist pastor. Oh, really? The murderer? The murderer? Yeah, that headed up the the clan that killed those boys. And so, and uh, it was, um, I don't want to say what what kind, but that's what they told me anyway. But they said the man's house, so it was a religious spirit involved. And the man's house that headed it up a week after we left that town had been empty all, all lot of years, suddenly burned to the ground, just burned down. And so then the Lord said, now go to the Navajo, go to the Navajo, the tribal nations and Tida and Ron Harvey. Uh, the elders there, the apostles there, and, and Brother Jerry Tom and, and Todd and Harvey, all out there at Window Rock, the capital of the Navajo Nation. They asked, they asked us to come. Well, before we went, though, we went to uh, New Mexico at a place called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. And so we were there at a church, pastor friend of ours, and and truth or consequences? Think about it, Steve. Yeah, the prophetic implications are yeah. massive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we were we were standing up there, and the Lord had spoken to me, and and um, I was meeting with the elders there, some of the Navajo elders that morning, at a luncheon, and he one of them stood up uh, and pulled this ring off of his finger, hmm. and he said. The Lord has spoken to me. He said, I've only done this about two or three times. He said, it's spoken to me about making covenant with you. And when he took that ring off of his finger, I thought, man, that ring will never fit me. And he said it himself. He said, I told the Lord that ring will never fit him because he was, he, he had larger fingers than me. And it was obvious it wouldn't fit me. Yeah. But he handed me the ring. And when it left his hand and came to my hand, something happened to the size of it 
and it just fit my finger wow. and it just matches my apostolic ring I wear. Goodness gracious. It's the same. I don't know if you can see that, but it's the same yeah. designs almost. It looks like the same jeweler put those together. Uh-huh. And, and so he made covenant with me. Well, that night I was preaching and the vice president of the Navajo nation was in the meeting and called me aside, Robin and I, after the meeting. And I told him about the covenant they've made. He said, let this seal the covenant. And he gave me the Navajo seal, the official seal from his desk and has his name on it. And he said, let this seal the covenant between us and uh, or seal the covenant. So I became in covenant with the Navajo. Gee. So they asked me to come to Windorock, me and the team. Well, we're at Windorock. Now there's probably 90 plus tribes gathered from all over the nation. And there's over a thousand people under this tent. And so I'm standing at Cracker Barrel with my team. And my granddaughter was with me because she sings with us on the 11th hour uh, on the road team. So she was standing there with me and a person in security. And I looked up at the sky and there was this dragon in the sky on this big cloud, it was a dragon. Mm. And I didn't say anything. I said, do y'all see that? And they said, you mean that dragon? Wow. I mean, <laughs> you could see the dragon. Somehow they saw it, however it was said. But anyway, I said, you know, in the name of Jesus, that thing, we, we need to take authority over that thing. And when I did in front of everybody, uh, us three watching, it had its head turned around this way and it slowly turned from a profile. The head did turn just like this and look straight at me like that, which clouds don't exactly do. <laughs> no brother, no. but the body didn't move just wow. the head. That, that's impossible. Uh, yeah. So I, and the Lord spoke to me and I didn't say anything. He said, that's the spirit that has been residing over the native nations. All of them, all these years holding them down. He said, I want you to drag that thing down. He said, do it the last night you're here and don't tell nobody what you're going to do until you get ready to do it. Tell your team then. So I didn't say nothing. We got back to the tent and the first night you could, it was amazing. It was what people would say, electrifying yeah. the anointing so strong. So uh, then the next night, you know, all the music started playing all that started happening. People, the, the, the tribal nations, even from Canada, the Cree was there. They all, they came to the altars and they lined up and they all gave us gifts. They call it protocol mm -hmm. and they gave us gifts. And, and, and it was like all of our family had come together Gee. in Window Rock, Arizona, which was a place I saw 52 years earlier in a prophetic dream that I had pushed a rock out of a mountain and left a hole there. And, um, lo and behold, window rock is, looks like a big yeah. rock. I think might've shown it on there mountain. one time, but it's a big old <clears throat> yeah. hole made yeah. out of a rock. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm there on the spot protocols happening. Everything's going on. And, uh, then we start dragging that spirit down. Well, in the pictures of it, the sun set when it came down and all that meeting going on, and there was a pillar of fire touching the top of the tent. 
And all of that started happening. Well, at the end of the night, we dragged it down. And when it hit, brother, it hit. And I mean, there were, there were tribal people everywhere in those altars. Really? And, and it was dragged down, and it hit. And when we left there, it started raining. And they sent me texts. I've got pictures of it. They said, we've never seen this much rain happen here. Never have we seen such rain. And it rained for like two weeks. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, it's desert, 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 desert. It doesn't get a lot of rain in a lot of those places, and I guess that's what they're... Yeah, and they said, we've never seen this before, not like this. And what it was, the drought was broken, and that dragon was pulled down. And the Lord said, now here, at this meeting, the eagle landed. That's where that happened. The eagle landed because all the tribes were consulted now. We went from the Crow to the Choctaw to the Navajo and went to both ends of the nation and, and, and the Lord began to drag the whole of the, all the nations into one spot. Is this spot. the August date? Is this the August? Yeah. Just like two months ago, you're saying. Yeah, that was it. And so when that happened, I started carrying the, the lion staff. Okay. Because he said, when the eagle lands, the, lion, the time of the lion will begin. And he said, you'll know it by the wind. You'll know it by the wind. And there's a prophecy on YouTube called the wind prophecy we just posted. And you can see it where that the guy stood up and the wind started blowing so hard, it blew his American flags down behind him, showing that uh, the nation is not with him. And he said, you'll know the wind. Oh, that one. That was the yeah. Fetter, Fetterman, uh, how are you yeah, say? That's right. But, he was basically, yeah. And if you could, yeah, if ahead. you ever see that prophecy, let people go on, on to my YouTube channel, look at the wind prophecy yeah. and listen what was said. And I don't know if all the hurricanes that happened right after I said all of that, it was all wind. Everything's wind, wind. I don't know if they had anything to do with it, but those flags were it. Yeah. Is that, is that just a minute or two, that particular prophecy? Yeah. Uh, it's if about guys- two minutes. If you guys can find it, and how long ago did you do that when prophecy? Or is it a couple? Uh, yeah, it should be two weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, Paul and, <laughs> and Emily, and we'll, we'll all go looking for it, so maybe we'll find it. Well, I, I want to ask you a question about, well, I don't want to stop. If, if you were going somewhere else, I don't want to interrupt. That. Well, I was just saying that, see, once the Native people were consulted, yeah, once all the Native people gave permission, because they're the keepers of this whole thing. Yeah, and that I mean, it was taken from them. Yeah, it was. And yeah, it was. Uh, and but they're the they're the rightful. And, and and you know, as a person who's right there with you, because of my experiences with the native people and what God did with me, you're not saying this is some woke thing where if we're woke, you'll learn to appreciate the natives because we still. Oh no, no, this no, is no. not that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's see, they're they're tribal. Yeah. They were here to begin with. You know, I remember the crow. Uh, the crow was my family. They they yeah. made me. Uh, they said, you're my son. Your wife's our daughter. Your children are our grandchildren. So I love the crow. I love all the Native people. They're my family mm-hmm. and uh, all of them. And I remember one of the crow elders told me this. They said, um, and he's in heaven now. And they said, um, you know, Israel, they said, we're a lot like 
the Hebrew people. And, you know, they speak Hebrew and didn't know it was Hebrew. And uh, they said, So you're saying a lot of the native languages are kind of Hebrew? Oh, oh the, the, the Crow language is. Wow. They, I mean, a lot of it is Hebrew. Uh, you know, like uh, Esau. Uh, it's like Esau, which means Harry, and Esau means Harry to them. And there's, I mean, they were had a delegation at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem, and they were singing in Crow. And one of the black coats came up to them and said, "How did you learn our language to sing in?" And they said, "It's not our, it's not Hebrew. This is Crow. This is our language." And so they told me they said. And one of the elders, tribal elders, said, and he's in heaven now, he said, uh, we're a lot like the Hebrew people. He said, they were, they were put in slavery by, the, by Pharaoh. And he said, the crow was also. They just called it reservations. Yeah. And then, and then one of the elder ladies said to me, show me a ceremonial blanket. And said, these are, now, now this is important, so catch this said that these are uh, our ceremonial blankets said back our ancestors in the day would have worn these when they dressed up for an occasion would have worn these blankets and she said the government gave us these when they put us on the reservation they said but the government filled them with smallpox when they gave them to us and listen what she said next she said, but the power of Jesus delivered us from it, that it didn't touch oh, us. Really, really, I didn't and know that. So there's not one native person I've met that has any malice toward the government at all. They, they talk amazing, about Jesus. Robin. They talk about the blood. They, they love God. They, they, they pray for the nation. And I believe the Lord went went to the tribal nations because they were here when we got here yeah. or the American people got here, what was known as Americans. They're the American people. And so they, they were here. And so they, it, something about that, the Lord went to the Crow, went to the Choctaw for the voter portal, yeah. went to the Navajo. That's massive and all at the same time. And I, my note says the wind prophecy is ready. So you ready? Should we play that one? Sure. Yeah. You okay. can show that. So let's sure. go for it. The wind you hear and the wind you feel, that wind of freedom blowing through the hills, is a lion of Judah coming, charging with all force. And he's creating a wind that you've never seen before. His mane will blow free. And when he comes by you and me, you should reach out your hand and grab hold and yell and scream and say, I will never let you go because the wind is blowing. Coming through the air. It's a song in the wind. A song in the wind telling jackals they're at an end. It's a song in the wind of victory for God's people. A win, win, win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A sound of going, Robin said. Yes, in the mulberries. The sound of going, it means to get up and go. Start moving. 
Oh, just go traveling rejoicing. The Lord has set angels to in an ambushments against the enemies. And as soon as God's people start walking toward the cliff of Ziz, worshiping and praising God with the song in the wind, there's ambushments down there against the enemy. And he will cause them all to fall to the ground. Hallelujah. Yeah, the ultimate flop this week is John Fetterman rallied his supporters earlier today. His backdrop of American flags oh, no. flew away. I remember seeing that scene where those flags yeah. blew down. I thought that is so prophetic. Will yeah. fall to the ground. That's what the prophecy said. So everybody should rejoice. All the right things have been consulted. God has visited the native tribes. He's visited and he's setting everybody in order. He, he did it exactly the way his word said it. There's been a prophetic staff of all the prophets holding, uh, I call it, uh, you know, Trump, I call him David, holding David's place until he comes back into his place. And, and then the time will start again. Everything is set in order right now. The, the, the trade, the backroom trade of the midterms, terms as, as Hank calls it, the midterms, the backroom trade of that shouldn't concern everybody. This is the Lord said it was coming, but that don't mean it really happened, not in legalities. And so it's, it's just done, but it don't mean that it's right. And so right is the wind that's blowing right now. And the time of the line will not cease, Steve until it's set right again. And this is what I heard this morning. I told Krista, we were talking and I said, you know, I said, the time of the lion is not going to last much longer. And she said, wow. I said, well, it didn't, it, it didn't last a long time, did it? And I, I just thought about that. I knew it wouldn't last much longer. Now, whether that means the time of the lion will go to 2024 or the time of the line will go six months. I don't know. But when I start seeing the end of something that's about to happen, it's usually a little way out. Yeah. But that means if the time of the line is going to end, it means the line has come and torn everything down in his path and started again. That's good. There's your David. Everybody, there's your Trump. What, that's what, right. what time is the Lord showing you what? When the time of the lion is done, what comes after that? The, the time I, of the... I see. I don't see we're going anywhere else, but uh, at that moment, I see in, in somewhere in the future, a new eagle is coming. And um, you're going to see that. You know, the Navajo blessed me with a, with a name. And if I say it just exactly right, I, I, Navajo language is, is harder to speak, you know, because that's why they used it in code so much. Yeah. The uh, Atsa Oini was my Navajo name, Atsa Oini. It means eagle seer. They gave me that name. And so, because, and I carried my eagle staff, you know, so. And so I see the time I will take up the Eagle staff again. Wow. And so once that happens, the lion will have torn everything apart and did battle that he wanted done. 
and we will begin to march toward those promises. And the eagle will be needed to see again and fly and see this those things. So good. You know, I've been saying, um, I haven't heard this part or anything before, but I've been saying um, that when when things are put right, Trump will be back one day, that at that point, it's very clear to me that we will, I don't know how or why, it's just clear, that we will need the prophets more than we've ever needed the prophets. When everything's put back right, we will need the prophets. And I, I suppose that's because it's not, everything isn't always 100% put right at the same moment. It's beginning to be put right. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Well, see, you know, do you remember a prophecy when I said uh, the Red Sea parted? Yeah. back. Remember, I held that yeah. staff out and the Red Sea parted. And then Timothy Dixon and I was on Capitol Hill and a yeah. stretched eagle staff out and called it back together. Well, there was a prophecy that the party of the Red, the, the Red Sea will come back together at some point. But also there was a prophecy that said there would be a third party. Right. So everybody expected the Red Sea to be uh, the Republican Party be done away with and a third party. Nobody ever saw how it could possibly be the same thing because the party of the red coming back together. But Biden made a difference in the MAGA Republican Party which became a third party almost. Yeah. You know, Trump, um, Kim, you may or may not know this. Kim Clement prophesied a new party. Did you hear him talk about that? He said no, there's going to no, be no. a new party, and I'm convinced someone can tell me if I'm wrong. I think this is correct. He says it'll be the American party. Now, someone could type in if I'm remembering that right. but I'm, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he when prophesied you said, a new party, the American Party. And I well, was wondering if that was going to emerge about a week ago. Well, maybe. I kept saying a third party, a third party, in the party of the third. There'd be a third part. Yeah. Like uh, when I when I put together that video years ago, a couple years ago, about Absalom and David, it's on my YouTube channel. That's a, that's a pretty long one. People can look at it. I said, uh, I think I said in it, the, the, the third, there'll be a third well, but see, you can see now real quick, they call the, the, the MAGA party or the MAGA party. It's like a third party, but yet it's still in the red party. And so you had the same two parties, but yet yeah. there's a third party in within one party. Well, even in MAGA, you think of the, the only noun, the subject is America. Make and great America. again, those are descriptive words or verbs. The only subject is America. So America. It, would, it would make sense. Be the American America. party. Yeah. And so, and so remember, and Biden is the one who made the difference known more than anybody. Yeah. He because he trying, said. He kept trying to shame He us. did. And he <laughs> said it, Steve. And he, he told you who the third party was. I believe he said, I mean, that's the way it looks now anyway. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, it's not all Republicans. It's the MAGA Republicans. He made the difference in the MAGA Republicans. He kept saying, there's these Republicans I work with. In other words, there's trained elephants. And then there's the MAGA Republicans, the third party. <laughs> yeah. Make America. Well, it's going to be interesting now. Julie, just uh, as our producer, she typed in, President Trump has talked about forming a new political party, quotes, the Patriot Party. That's what she did. 
So we'll see. All of that's kind of. I don't American know about stuff. that, but it seems like it's it's already happened in yeah. a sense, doesn't it? You know, there'd be. Can you imagine the rush of wind as Patriots went flying to join that party? It would probably become the biggest party against these two. You know. Tiny- oh, it, it, if that happened, it would, and they yeah. know it too, and so does the Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. They know it, and so they will grab hold of that line's main man as fast as they can oh, and man. say, oh, no, we're on your side. We're on your side. We're on your side. And so <laughs> either way it goes, a third party has been seen. Yeah. Oh, that fantastic. Well, it's already been seen. Yeah. There's a MAGA party. That's a third party. It is. It is. And if, if it goes to that patriot party whose symbol is a lion. Yeah. The, I mean, when you, when there's 20, 30, 40,000 people at these um, rallies, these are not Republican loving people. These are American loving people who love Donald Trump. And they're pretty fed up with rhinos that fill our both House and Senate. You know, there's so many uh, sellouts have been either uh, ambushed or bribed or cajoled or threatened, you know, and so but one way or another, they took, they, they, they made the choice mm-hmm. to sell out, you know, that's right. They did. They did. And, and so we have to keep prophesying now, uh, you know, we know the prophecy, yeah. walk back toward your seat. There's a clear path. Keep walking back. Walk and do you, back. do you recommend the people intercessors continue to decree yeah. that in their pray, yes. place of prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and prophets and everyone ought to start saying that. Yeah, that's good. He's walking back to his seat. He's going back to his rightful seat. That's good. And keep prophesying that, that he will sit in his rightful seat. That's so good. And and start saying the bear will hibernate. The bear's going to hibernate. See, we have to do that. We have to start doing this because if the bear hibernates— they have no cover-up for what's going on in the Ukraine. That's good. That's good. Robin, thank you so, so much. Do you feel like uh, maybe blessing the people in prayer, um, just whatever, bless the people? Father, I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, and I thank you, Lord, for Steve and and the Elijah streams and the Elijah list. Lord, I thank you for all of this opportunity Hmm. to speak to the world. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, I ask you for the people that are watching. Lord God, I ask you that they hear the word in their heart clearer than they've ever heard it before, and that a fresh anointing will come upon them, and they will begin to declare freedom and declare the truth, the truth that will make them free. And Lord God, The truth is like a lion. It does battle. The truth they know will will make them free. Make them free. Mm. Go to war for them and make them free. And I give you praise and honor and glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, you said that. You declared the truth. That chill went down my back it was like a shudder it was a I good thought, man it came all over me that was huge that was huge, oh. that was huge. so all right so right there below robert is that where people find out yes, everything, everything for you sure so, okay yes. so 
Robin, thank you so much. Bless you. Thank bless you. Bless you. Bro. I appreciate it so much. Give our love to Lady Robin. Thank and you so much. You all have a great day. Tomorrow is uh, John, uh, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny and Lo unfiltered. Well, that shook happened. us up, Steve. Yeah. That shook yeah. us yeah. up right there. My brain just kind of left me. Man, it shook, didn't it? <laughs> it really did. I had, I went like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to. I want to thank all of your your audience and your family of audience for accepting me in. So oh, man, it it really crazy. means so much to me. I I love them. And um, I love you and, and your whole team. And I thank you so much for obeying God and doing what you do, man. Oh, thank you, man. It's just Amen. feelings are mutual in every way. So, All right. Well, we love you all. We will see you again tomorrow at 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern with Johnny Yenlo. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. I'll do it like this. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.